So, young man, allow me to bestow on you some veteran advice. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Veteran advice? Are you kidding me? Let me make something clear here. I've been doing this for 15 years. The only difference between you and I is that I didn't get a break until now. So you don't get to give me advice ever. You understand me? And now, this is the Hailmaker Wrestling Podcast, hosted by the greatest first-generation wrestling podcast host in history, Ryan Davis. What's going on, guys? This is the very first episode of the Hailmaker Wrestling Podcast right here on hailmaker.weebly.com as well as iTunes, YouTube. I am your host, the man with the plan, the chosen one, the all-American, American, 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 American. I am the Hailmaker. I am Ryan Davis. And this is a professional wrestling podcast talking about the latest and greatest wrestling news, rumors, uh, maybe results, reviews, whatever whatever relates to wrestling, we're going to be talking about it here on this show. I'm going to, the plan is actually to release it every Sunday. Yeah, I did a podcast before this, the Shoot Wrestling Podcast. I release that every Sunday. I just Sundays are my day. They're my free days. I get to do whatever I want. And... I'm still going to do what I want, when I want, on Sundays, and I'll release this on Sunday. But, yes, we are here. We're available on iTunes, so go leave us a review. If you like this episode, if you like more episodes, please leave us a review on there. Tell people what they are missing, because there's a lot of people who are going to see my iTunes page and not do anything. They're not going to listen. There's tons of people like that, okay? I know there are. You, you listening, you need to be the one where they scroll down, they see the review, the reviews, and they're like, holy shit, I need to watch this. That's who you need to be. You need to have my back, okay? Imagine, we're just evolution here, okay? Now, I need to be Triple H. You know, I got my little sledgehammer. I got my World Heavyweight Championship in my hand. But we're at the bar after a show, okay? Raw just finished. You need to be the person... To go up to a girl because I'm too drunk to do it. You need to be the one, but I still need to get some action, okay? But I'm too drunk to get any. So you have to be the guy who has to sell me to a girl or woman, whatever you want to call her. You need to sell me to her. That's what you need to do to these people. You need to sell this podcast to people on iTunes and, hell, maybe even YouTube. Just go down the comment section Sell the podcast on there. Just sell this podcast like you would for me at a bar after Raw when I'm the world champion, too drunk to do it myself. That's that's really extreme. Why am I too intoxicated to talk to somebody as the world heavyweight champion? Like, what if I have a show tomorrow? What if I have SmackDown tapings tomorrow? I don't. I didn't really think this through, but bottom line, you need to sell me 
okay, you just need, you gotta be like my tag partner, you know, you just gotta put me over, okay, you gotta put me over, that, that's just how you do it, that's how you do it, we gotta start this relationship, we gotta start this relationship off correctly, excuse me, you need to put me over, I need to be put over, I'll put you over, it's going to be all good and great, but yeah, man, we have a couple different topics, well, not a couple, we have a few different topics to talk about here on this episode. Um, I, I want this show to be, um, I'm going to include news and rumors and everything, but I want this to be a show with topics that I talk about to where it's, you could re-listen to it. It has, um, re-listen value. I just don't, like, I don't want to be here, and then I want to be talking, and then I want to say, like, hey, at WrestleMania 31, Undertaker's gonna return as the American Badass, and that's what I talk about on the podcast, and then one week from now, yes, dude, guys, WrestleMania 31 is next Sunday in seven days of this recording right now, seven days, that is crazy, that does not feel like that, I'll talk about more during the podcast tonight, yeah, tonight, tonight, that's what I'm calling it, I'll talk about more, but it just doesn't feel like WrestleMania is next Sunday, it's, wow, that's really weird, but I don't want to be here and I say Undertaker Returns is American Badass, and then the next week you find out that he doesn't, or he does, and then instantly that, like, section of the podcast is just, like, it just evaporates, and then that was, like, the majority of the episode just evaporates and you don't listen to it again. I want I don't want it to be like that. I'm just gonna do some some news and rumors, you know, and then I'll talk about like more general topics to where you can listen to it um as much as you please and you know, not much is changed around the topic. That's what I want it to be. But let's kick it off. Like I don't I just wanna get right into it even though I did a pretty long intro. I just want to get right into it now. I actually have a pretty bold, a lot of people would say bold, a pretty bold way on how to elevate the Intercontinental Championship. Now, it's a crazy idea. I know it's crazy. Is it in its final stages of, like, you know, WWE could get this idea and just put it into full force on television? Absolutely not, but this is just a general blueprint idea. Just like Blueprint Matt Morgan. I forgot where he went, like, I don't know. He's not on TNA anymore, right? I forgot where he was. kind of liked him. He was cool. But, <laughs> I'm getting off topic. Um, here's my thing. The TNA kind of did it with their TV title a little bit, kind of a little bit. But I have the, uh, the idea... Of defending it every single week. Every single week. Like, just new challengers come. Maybe. Okay, you know how WWE, they have like uh, WWE superstars, WWE main events, stuff like that. Have those shows put like one match in there every week as a like qualifying match. And then the next Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Whenever you're going to have this title match for. Uh, I see title, then, you know, they get the match, so there's constantly qualifying matches, the winners would go on, they get a match and everything, um, there you always get matches, now, I believe this could be, like, you know, it can make a chicken shit heel, and get, 
get somebody over as a heel, you know, like, they, like, you know, they just cheat or whatever every single week, or it could, like, build, like, an unstoppable, um, face, or a heel, if you want to build up a monster, uh, you could go unstoppable heel slash face, whatever you want to do with that, and then on pay-per-views, on pay-per-views, what you would do, the match would be no count-outs, no disqualifications, so every single pay-per-view, you would get a no DQ, no count-out match, everybody needs to be either pinned or submitted. That's what happens at pay-per-views. So you could build up this chicken shit heel or whatever, or this unstoppable face slash heel coming up to the pay-per-view. And then at the pay-per-view, that is where you you can kind of make your stars. Um, will, like, you know, the chicken shit heel find a bigger and better way of winning this match now that he can't cheat or whatever? Well, he could still cheat, but, like, you know, it's, like, on a smaller scale. Like... But, like, they could be totally creative with it. Like, say I'm the Intercontinental Champion, and I'm a heel who doesn't really want to defend the title every single week. I have a match, and then during the match, I just, like, walk out, get my title, and get counted out. Okay? That happens. And say I do that for, like, you know, like, two weeks in a row, and the pay-per-view's finally here, okay? Um, no count-outs, no disqualification. I have to defend my title. Am I going to walk out with the championship, or is the challenger going to win? I don't I just, I see this as a good idea. It's, it's still in a rough patch or whatever, you know, you could argue, like, defending it every single week. There's always going to be people, I could already hear in my head, like, oh, defending it every single week, doesn't that make it less prestigious? No, I think, you know. If you give people, like, credible champion, I mean, credible challengers to face the champions every single week, and they have, like, killer matches and everything, I think that actually elevates the title if you, um, if you, um, defend it every single week. And if you have these good champions, you know, these unstoppable baby faces, and they're just defending it, defending it, defending it, it makes the title look good and the superstar look good. They want to have that title because, you know, it's prestigious now. I think right now in the WWE, especially like Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion. He might still be champion if he retains at WrestleMania, blah, 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 blah. You already know about that. I think this, you know, you know, the IC title and the US titles don't mean anything right now. With Rusev, with the United States Championship, it kind of means a little something. You know, they're, they're actually building him. He looks like a monster and everything. But the IC title, it's just, it looks terrible. It's hor So, don't, like, hold anything back. This plan could actually work. I think it could actually work. It'll take a couple months to get, like, everybody used to, and WWE to get used to, like, you know, on how to build people with the title using this. It would take a little bit of time, but once this plan gets, you know, once it's, um... Once people get used to doing it, and it's just a routine, I think it could actually be really, really good. Like, that, like, if you get, like, this, like, little routine going, 
you know, because right now WWE doesn't pay attention to their mid-card titles at all. They're only in there for the world championship. That's it. But if you get this routine, like, settled, and make it concrete, you make it foolproof, I think you'll even have to pay attention. You just have to put, like, awesome matches, then awesome number one contender matches. You have that. The winner goes on to face the champion, and then keep doing that until you get to the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view match is an awesome match that has to be ended in pinfall or submission. And then you have the winner, and then do it all over again leading up to the next pay-per-view. I think, you know, you could just get that routine going, and then month after month after month, you slowly build the title, and you build people along the way as well, which you're always supposed to do. You're supposed to build people while also building the title. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I think that could work. I don't know. Maybe you could comment or do something. Let me know. Go. I forgot to shout out my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at HailMakerRyan. Go follow me there. Or follow the podcast at HailMakerPod. And go let me go let me know what you think of this idea. Because to me, I think this could be an actually good idea. Um, maybe. I don't know. Just let me know. Let me know what you think about this idea. But while we are on the topic of the WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment Company, um, I have to say, I have to say, this road to WrestleMania sucks. It really, 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 really does suck. Extremely. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it does not feel like WrestleMania season at all. And we are seven fucking days away from WrestleMania. I don't feel it at all. I know I absolutely 100% without a doubt know that once you, you know I see the opening opening promo and the opening uh, pyro and everything, and I hear Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler, Welcome to WrestleMania! Blah, blah, blah. I know I'll feel it then because that's just general. That's just, you know, every wrestling fan's going to feel like that because WrestleMania is finally here. They're going to feel it. But you're also supposed to feel the anticipation and the excitement going into the event. I don't feel anything. I am just as relaxed and calm as I was leading up and, um, leading up to, what's up, until Fastlane. I'm just as calm and everything, you know, just, the feeling is just, it's just another pay-per-view, something's gonna happen there, and we're going to move on. That's how I feel about WrestleMania. WrestleMania, the biggest spectacle in sports entertainment, period. Period. I don't, I almost don't feel anything for it. Like... Triple H versus Sting, it's exactly what I didn't want it to be. It's WWE versus WCW. I knew, I knew they were going to go that route, right? When um, he came out at Survivor Series and everything, I knew exactly what they were going with. Like, And they shouldn't have gone with that. They should have just went Sting versus Triple H. Not, you know, Sting, he come, just build the story like, you know, Sting is tired of seeing Triple H abuse his power or whatever, and came back, have Sting versus Triple H, 
not WWE versus WCW. WCW died, what, like 14 years ago. Why are you bringing it back? And I know exactly that's a rhetorical question because I already know the answer. It's because of WWE Network. That's exactly what they're doing. But it's just bad. It, the only the only way I'm excited for it is to see if Sting could actually go. You know, because it's a Triple H match. We know it's going to get 15, 20 minutes. It's... I'm just looking... I'm just waiting to see if Sting could handle that time. That's the only thing. I don't really care about who's going to win or lose. I I really don't. It's really sad. So that match, like, there's no juice heading into that match. Um, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt's, you know, I'm kind of sort of interested. Um, maybe, mainly because I want to see who wins or loses because... You know, it's going to look kind of bad for both of them if they lose. Because, you know, if you have Undertaker lose, that's two losses in a row when he's never lost at WrestleMania. That's two in a row for him. Um, and then on the other side of Bray Wyatt wins, they've been building him up since the beginning of January. Some could argue, you know, like around Survivor Series or Hell in a Cell when he came back. Um... But I think they really, really started to push him at the beginning of January with, um, or the end of December with TLC. That's when I think they started pushing him again. But, he, if he loses, then, you know, all his momentum that he's been doing for months and months now just entirely goes away because he lost this. Um, they could, it's weird. If it was a few years ago, you know, around WrestleMania 23, 25, 26, as an Undertaker loss to, I mean, Bray Wyatt lost to the Undertaker, I, it'd be different. Because those two would have a good match, I think, I really do. If it was a few years Undertaker, you know, a few years ago Undertaker, have a good match with Bray Wyatt, I think they could have a good match. As an, even though Bray Wyatt lost, he had a killer match, so he was credible. He gave Undertaker a fight, but with this one, like, you know, Undertaker can't really go, man. And it's really sad to say because Undertaker is my number one all-time favorite. And, you know, he's not the Undertaker that he used to be. So it's really, it's really interesting to see what what's going to happen in the ma that match. So I'm pretty interested in that match, okay? Even though the build hasn't been good, like, at all. You know, it's been all Bray Wyatt and everything. And I said this, you know, on my previous podcast, the Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Um, Bray Wyatt promos, they, they've done it way too frequently. They're not special anymore. So, like, he comes out, he talks about Undertaker. Yeah, they're a little bit different now, but uh, he basically comes out there. Even though the man is awesome, Bray Wyatt is amazing. He's good at promos. He's He's good in the ring. He's good at his character. He's good. He's solid. But I'm kind of sick of hearing him talk. And that's it. We haven't seen him in a match in a little while. Or at least I haven't. Um, maybe on SmackDown or whatever. He's had a match. I don't, I don't pay attention to SmackDown. Maybe he has had a match. Um, but he, he talks way too much. And his promos are so like... 
Uh, I actually forgot the meaning of this word right now. Vague, I think vague, or like broad. I think broad is a better term. Broad, they're just, you know, they're out there. Uh, they're not really specific on anything, so just add that to being way too frequent. That just, I mean, <laughs> it happens a lot. It just happens a lot. Um, yeah, so that could kind of be interesting. You know, John Cena versus Rusev, I think that's the only match I'm really looking forward to because, you know, either you have Rusev beat John Cena at WrestleMania, um, doing the thing that Bray Wyatt couldn't do last year when he was hot, and that's beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Either he does that, retains the U.S. Championship, and WWE makes a next star right there. If you have... Rusev beat John Cena at WrestleMania. That's in a killer match too, because you know Fastlane that was a pretty damn good match too. And if you just have a better one here, you just made a star. WWE just made a star with Rusev. Even though I already think he's a star, you know, he, you know WWE has to push him as a star. If he beats John Cena, he's an instant star. You just you just made another star. You made another Randy Orton. You made another John Cena. Uh, well, really, not really John Cena, but, you know. You made another Randy Orton. That's your next Randy Orton. He's, he's going to be your, like, you know, if the gimmick lasts. I think it could last a little while. Um, but what they would have to do with Rusev is that they would have to modify it. You know, he can't just be the same guy that he is now and still be wrestling in, like, the upper mid-card main event scene like five years from now with the same exact gimmick. He can't be doing that. He has to evolve, okay? Um, something that John Cena hasn't really done. I think that's why a lot of people like him. He doesn't evolve. He hasn't changed. Um, but if Rusev, you know, he does these slight changes every so often, I think this gimmick... You know, Rusev could stay around a long time. He could be like the next Randy Orton or whatever, just like a top heel. You need to face him, you face him. He could be an occasional champion, but usually he's like trying to put over these baby faces or whatever, make them look good, have these good matches. I think that's what Rusev could be. And if he beats John Cena here, I think, you know, they just made him. You just made Rusev. He's a star now. Or they could have John Cena win. Um, and I said this as well on a previous podcast, if John Cena wins, if it's a really good match and everything, and then John Cena comes out on top, I'm not really going to complain, because um, I'm not really surprised, and why would you be really upset at something you're not really surprised about happening? Um, so I won't really complain about it or whatever. Plus, like, John Cena is U.S. champion. That's very interesting. Like... It's just interesting since, like, what is it, like, since SummerSlam of 2013, he went away for, like, two, three months, right? He came back, he won the World Championship. To me, John Cena has been, like, with, like granted, like, take away, like, a couple months. You know, a couple months, you know, he's won the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank or whatever and everything like that. But John Cena, ever since then... He has kind of been in the mid-card. Uh, he came back, he won the world championship, you know, um, and that, 
that was, you know, if you're going to categorize that, that's pretty much a mid-card title, the World Championship. And you had that match with Randy Orton main event and everything. But after that, you know, he was in the, that was, no, no, he had the match with Randy Orton at Royal Rumble. And then after that, he was in the Elimination Chamber. And the lights go out, and then he sets up with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, a mid, a mid-carder. Well, you could say upper mid-carder. Um, but still in the mid-card, you know, sets up a match with him, WrestleMania, defeats him. He's still kind of in, in the uh, mid-card. Extreme Rules, Payback against um, against Bray Wyatt. And then you have Money in the Bank. I think that was the next one after Payback. Yeah, that was the next one. June, July, yeah. He won the championship. And then, you know, Brock Lesnar, he got defeated. That whole... he got jobbed out by Brock Lesnar. Next month, Night of Champions, um, you know, with Seth Rollins or whatever, he came in, got costume, the match, stuff like that, and then he got put in the storyline, you know, Seth Rollins, um, Seth Rollins, he wanted Seth Rollins, stuff like that, then the Dean Ambrose or whatever, uh, Hell in a Cell, and then, what was it? John Cena versus Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell, but it wasn't for the title or anything, so you could kind of categorize that as a mid card. Um, what else happened at Survivor Series? He was Team Cena. Uh, you, oh, that was in. You could, you know, there's a few months because he's still John Cena. God put him in in the main event. But December at TLC, what did he do at TLC? I forgot what he did at TLC. Huh. What did he do at TLC? So I cannot remember. So I, I googled it. I googled it, and I want to. I want to share this. Um, we had John Cena defeating Seth Rollins with Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury in a tables match. Now I remember it. Um, and if Cena lost, he would give up his number one contendership for Brock Lesnar's WWE championship um but that was like the fifth match of the card and whoever edited this on wikipedia the final match the main event i remember it was bray wyatt versus dean ambrose right but here it has bray wyatt defeated dean ambrose john cena roman reigns seth rollins luke harper big show kane undertaker jack swagger and daniel bryan in a tables ladders and chairs match in the main event, so whoever whoever was um, editing this sure did make Bray Wyatt look strong. He beat all those guys in a TLC match, but yeah, John Cena, you know, he defeated Seth Rollins, even though Seth Rollins looked like he won that match. And then next month, Royal Rumble, you know, the whole triple threat, that was an awesome triple threat, did that. And then what did he do with Fastlane? He, you know, with Rusev. And WrestleMania, he, for the most part, he has been in the mid card. He's a mid card star. Um, he's a mid card star. And you know now, you know, if he were to win the United States Championship, that would be really interesting, really, really interesting. If he won that title, to see what they would do and who who is going to take the title away from John Cena. And have him not, you know, come back with his rematch 
and win it back. Who is going to do that? That is very, very interesting. That is very interesting because it had it has to be a mid carter. It has to be a mid carter to take the title off of him because he, it's the United States Championship. So that's very interesting. I'm just getting excited about it. Uh, just thinking about what they would do. And it's John Cena defeating Rusev at WrestleMania. And I'm getting excited about that. That is so weird to me. Even though I want Rusev, because Rusev is amazing at what he does, to win, it would still be really interesting to see John Cena win. So, that's... That's weird. I'm I'm looking forward to that match. That's like the only match I'm looking forward to. It's really weird. And then what else do we have? We have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I I don't know. Like you know, I could see you know Sheamus coming back. He wins that match or whatever. You know, it's speculation on if he's going to win this match or he's going in the IC title ladder match. Um, the only thing I'm really interested in that match is what's going to happen with, between The Miz and Damian Mizdow. That's really all, all I'm looking forward to. That's all I'm anticipating in this match. What's going to happen there? You have to blow it off. And I still believe they should have had Stardust versus Goldust and The Miz versus Damian Mizdow in singles matches. Because those two had had stories. The Miz and Damian Mizdow, they still have a story going on. It seems to me like WWE just completely dropped the Gold Dust vs. Stardust idea. They just dropped it. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, but they just dropped it. They're both in this Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. No, wait, Stardust is actually in the IC title, you know, the ladder match now. And I think Gold Dust is going to be put in the Battle Royal. So they're separated. That's oh my goodness! That just pissed me off. Pisses me off to no end. Why wouldn't they capitalize on that? That is so ridiculous to me. But yeah, they're not doing that. I don't care for the battle royal. I saw what they did to Cesaro when he won it last year. They don't do anything with the winner. I don't want anybody to win this match. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. Then we have the IC title ladder match. Um, it looks to me like um, Dean Ambrose is going to win. I think he absolutely needs a win. He hasn't won a damn sing a damn pay-per-view match as a singles competitor after the Shield broke up yet. He has yet to win a pay-per-view match. Yet to win. It's almost been an entire year, and he hasn't won a match on pay-per-view yet. That's that's crazy. That's really, really crazy. So I think he absolutely needs to. He needs to win this match. And Dean Ambrose, he's he he was like the he came after Wade Barrett first. So I think he he's going to win this match. I don't see any of the other guys winning except for like Daniel Bryan or whatever. That's that's possible, or maybe Dolph Ziggler. But I see Dean Ambrose winning. I see them going with someone new with this title give them the vote but also I see you know they've been making bad news Barrett Mr. Wade Barrett look really really bad and that just in my head it just tells me at Wrestlemania he's going to go over everybody to make him look kind of credible that's 
I don't know. I just have a feeling that Wade Barrett's going to win this match. Also, Dean Ambrose. That's I'm kind of conflicted. I'm not really sure. I'm going to have a prediction show next Sunday, or maybe maybe I'll upload it on Saturday so you can listen to it when it's not WrestleMania time. But I'll have predictions. I'll put out my predictions, um, just like everybody else. I'm going to put out my predictions. I'm hopefully going to have my mind made up <laughs> at that time. I don't really have it on this match at all. Um, yeah, I see Dean Ambrose or Bad News Baird or Dolph Ziggler or Daniel Bryan. So, like, I can't really pick a winner right now. Um, I think it depends on who they're going to push last going into WrestleMania. You know, on Raw, I, yeah, it kind of depends on that where I'm going to base my winner off of my prediction. And then what else have we got? We got Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Uh, I don't get the story <laughs> at all. I'm I'm sorry, I don't get it. So we had Seth Rollins curb stomp Randy Orton through freaking cinder blocks. Uh, he was taken out for four months. Randy Orton comes back at WWE Fastlane after a match. He takes out the authority. He takes them all out. The very next night, Randy Orton and the authority deal Maybe we want you back. Hey, maybe we don't. Maybe we do. I don't know. I think I do now. Thank you, Randy. We trust you again. Yeah. Next week, it was like, what, like, you know, they tagged up or whatever. And then the next week, it was like, hey, hey, you Seth Rollins, you're just, you're just some punk. I'm Big Show. You're just a giant freak. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm just kidding, guys. Ha, ha, ha. And then Randy Orton turns on Seth Rollins later in the night, kicks his ass all around the, around the arena, and then he has an interview later that week after he just kicked Seth Rollins' ass, and he says, I want to spit in his face, and I want to face him at WrestleMania. Like, you just you kicked his ass. Not only did you just kick his ass... You kicked his ass around the arena. So, how do you top that? You cannot top that. Why would you want more? And is, what? <laughs> Why do you want more when you just kicked his ass? You made him look like a fool. You kicked his ass literally around the arena. And you want more. How do you top yourself? How do you top yourself? That's... I just, I don't get it. Why does he still want to fight when he just kicked his ass on a random, on a random episode of Raw? He just kicked his ass. And I don't really want to watch it because I just saw Randy Orton kick his ass. So I'm not that interested in the match at all. Even though I like Randy Orton, I love Seth Rollins. They're both great. I am a fan of both of them. But why, why, what's the point of this match when Randy Orton just kicked his ass? The only reason... Have Randy Orton wants this match at WrestleMania is to kick his ass when he already kicked his ass a couple weeks ago around the arena. I just I I do not get it at all. Why why are we having that match? But <laughs> bottom line, I think that match is going to be good. You know, it's Seth Rollins and Randy Orton. They're going to put on a good match. I just I, I just don't understand why it's happening at all. I, I really don't. Um, what else do we got? We got the... Oh, yeah, we got the World Championship match. We got the 
Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match. Um, what I'm interested in seeing is seeing how gassed, how exhausted Roman Reigns is going to get after 10 minutes of being in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Um, I I saw that man at Fastlane going up against Dana Bryan. That was like a, what, like a 18 minute match or whatever. Roman Reigns was exhausted. He was gasping for air. He looked like Batista at Royal Rumble 2014. He he looked like he was going to pass out from asthma, even though he doesn't have asthma. That's what he looked like. Now I'm just interested in seeing 10 minutes of being in the ring with Brock Lesnar. How's he gonna How's he gonna hold up? Um, that's what I'm interested in. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Roman Reigns could, you know, be on Brock Lesnar's level. Do I think he's going to be on Brock Lesnar's level? Absolutely not. But it's going to be interesting to see him try to be on his level. Um, I've said it. Everybody said it. He's not ready. He's He isn't ready. Like, the man. Like, I know this is one small aspect of, you know, him getting exhausted. I know that's one small aspect. But if he keeps up the normal, like, cardio or whatever, whatever routine he's doing, which is horrible, by the way, what he's doing, um, if he keeps this up... How is he really going to last the next, what, like, 8, 9, 10 years? Every single Monday night on Raw, in the main event, in these 20-minute main event matches, how is he going to last if he's going to stay in this shape or whatever? How, how is he going to last? Like, John Cena's different. He's like this, into, he's he's something else. I, I don't even know how to ex- describe him. He, he's amazing. He goes out there almost every single week, puts on these main event matches, and, you know, I don't see him nearly as gas as uh, Roman Reigns at all. Like, John Cena goes in the, done, whatever, thanks, see you next week. Roman Reigns over here, <sighs> wait, <sighs> like, what are you doing, Roman? The match just started two minutes ago, what are you doing? Um, I don't, I don't see him like holding up like that in the main event every single Monday. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see if he's going to do do this at main events of WrestleMania. How is he going to last? How is he going to last? Is he, is he going to bring out something that he hasn't showed us or whatever? Is going, is he going to be ten times greater than what it, what we think? Maybe this is. I've said this on a pre- my previous podcast and everything. He doesn't have a gimmick. He has had the same gimmick, the Shield gimmick, since November of 2012. The Shield broke up in June of 2014. He still has the exact same gimmick. He's no different, nothing, whatsoever. Okay, but maybe, maybe he has had this very, very, very subtle gimmick of him him making most of the IWC and everybody dislike him because he's not ready, he's not good enough. And then he just he just busts out of WrestleMania. He turns out to be the greatest superstar ever. Maybe that happens. Most likely it does not. It's going to be interesting. Like, I think this is like the whole theme of the pay-per-view, which is going to be I'm interested into seeing like how people are going to hold up or how is this going to happen, rather than the matches themselves and what's going to happen. Um, and that's that's really bad with your 
you know, biggest pay-per-view of the entire year. Um, I'm not really excited for it or anything. So this road to WrestleMania, if you ask me, it has sucked terribly, terribly, terribly much. It just, I'm not excited at all, at all. This road to WrestleMania sucks. But we will be right back here with the Hailmaker podcast. We're available again on iTunes, YouTube, hailmaker.weebly.com, and on the United Podcast Network on unitedpodcast.weebly.com. We will be right back. We're going to take a very, very short break. But when we return, we'll be talking about a rumor going around with, you know, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Dana Bryan, all of them. There's going to be a rumor floating around. Um, I also talk about the Shoot Wrestling Network, how it was killed, brutally killed, um, during this week. And, you know, the debut of our two new segments, 99 Problems in Pro Wrestling and the Ryan Davis's Highlight Reel. Adding on to that, we will be answering your questions. And on top of that, we I want to talk about um, starting a new company or whatever and um, just making it available or, you know, I want everybody, every single age group and everything, every, demogra- every, every de- demographic... Yeah, I, I can't talk right now. Every demographic, there we go, every democratic um, interested in the company. I'm going to be talking about that, what a company could do to be that. But that's when we return here on the Hailmaker Podcast. <laughs> trying to get 
why not have different shows reach to different audiences? Like, you know, like, one for the kids is TVG or TVPG, and then another show that is TV14. Why do you not have that? Like, that is a great idea. Why, why, why do you not have that? Like, let's talk about WWE. They could, they could benefit from this so much. So we have the kids. You know, it's kind of like having WWE Raw go back to TV 14, right? And then have that Saturday morning slam show for kids. Why do you not have two different shows like that? And then it can, it can appeal to two different audiences. And then, get this, you make double the money because you have two different demographics interested in their products. And they're both liking it, they're both buying merchandise. You're just making money all around. Instead of just like focusing on one demographic, which WWE right now, they're going for that what, like, you know, 5 to like 14 or 5 to 12 or whatever demographic, why not, you know, reach to that, plus the 18 to 35 and all of that, what you want, what you were targeting for the Attitude Era. Why do you not target both of them? Why do you not target your entire audience? Why do you not just split it up and give everybody a little bit of what they want and make everybody happy? Why do you not do that? Let's, you know, I start, I started thinking about this idea. I'm like, why does this not exist right now? Why is there not a promotion that does this? It's, it would be instant money if you appeal to everybody. Why, what? That's, it's, it's blowing my mind me talking about it right now because it, to me, it's such a brilliant idea. You could appeal to everybody. Everybody. Why not? Like, have the wrestlers or, you know, superstars and divas that the kids like, put them on Saturday Morning Slam or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Maybe, like, turn SmackDown, TV, PG, they're all already TV, PG, but keep it TV, PG, and then all the superstars that um, the kids like, you have them on that show. You have them on that show. You know, John Cena, the, ki the kids like that. The adults hate him. What do you do? You give John Cena to the kids. To the kids. And then the people they that the, the adults like, you know, you know, like the Dean Ambrose, the Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, you got, what is he, you got Rusev, you got all of these guys that, um, the older people, like, you have them on, like, Monday Night Raw, TV 14, and then, uh, uh, why, why does this not exist, this should totally exist, you give everybody what they want, and everybody's happy, and then you, your business should be amazing, should be amazing, I, you just appeal to everybody. I don't really see a major problem in this whatsoever. I I don't. I just don't. It's kind of like the brand split, but two different television shows, you know, the ratings and everything, two different types of content you're producing, and it's kind of like two different brands you're having. You have Raw and you have SmackDown. I just, I just think that it could really work.
I think that's a good idea. It appeals to everybody. Why isn't nobody doing this yet? Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, to me, it seems like a very, very, very good idea. Appeals to everybody, makes everybody happy. Your business should be booming. It would be like a mix of, like, the era we're having right now in WWE mixed with the Attitude Era at the exact same time. The exact same time. I just think it would be a good idea. I don't know. Let me know about this idea as well. Over on Twitter, at HailMakerRyan, on iTunes, on, you know, on HailMaker.Weebly.com. Go to submit a question. You could submit a comment, too. I won't mind. Submit a comment. Go on the YouTube channel. Go on the video of this pod of this podcast episode. Leave a uh, comments. Just let me know what you think. I think it's a good idea. I actually think this is a good idea. Um, and I'm confused as to why nobody's using it. Yet. But moving on, I said I would talk about a rumor, and we have a rumor. The rumor going around right now is that Brock Lesnar will indeed sign a new contract for the WWE and you know the plan is if he does resign which they're expecting him to he's going to retain the championship at Wrestlemania but to do that John Cena would need to win the United States Championship from Rusev and Daniel Bryan would need to win the Intercontinental Championship ladder match at WrestleMania. So we have Brian and we have Cena as the two mid-card titles. Brock Lesnar retains. He goes away for a while. We have Cena and we have Brian come up and they start main eventing shows and everything, elevating the championships and everything. And that's the rumor going around right now that they would win the two mid-card titles, and then they would be put in some main event slots to elevate the championships. I think if Brock Lesnar is going to resign, and he is going to retain, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, I think Dean Ambrose deserves to win the Intercontinental Championship. I think Rusev needs to um, retain the United States Championship. But... I think this is a good idea too. I think Brian and John Cena, it would be very interesting to see them as mid-card champions. Uh, seeing as Daniel Bryan, you know, he just, he won the world title like this time last year. He won the world championship. He won it. And now he's going to win the Intercontinental Championship and he's going to help elevate that. And then we have John Cena. I don't even need to talk about it. He's John F. and Cena. He's winning the United States Championship. So he wins that. And then he elevates that one. They're both elevating that championship too. And I think. That when it comes time to like. Brock Lesnar coming back or whatever. Then that's what we have. I think it's going to be at SummerSlam. I have a feeling SummerSlam. We have Dana Bryan versus John Cena. United States Championship versus Intercontinental Championship. It unification match, and the winner wins both belts, as in what they do what they did 
with the world title, they slowly turn it into one belt and call it one thing. And it's this new belt and everything, and it's, it's elevated. It, it has quote unquote prestige now because of what Dan Ryan and John Cena did for the title. And they have that, and they have the solid mid card title again. But I see, even if they do that, I think WWE is going to fuck it up after it happens. Like, getting there, getting to do it is going to be good. They're going to know what they're doing. But once it's actually done, I have a feeling that they're going to fuck it up. I just have a feeling. It's WWE. We can never know what they're going to do. But yeah, they're expecting Brock Lesnar to resign as early as this Monday on Monday Night Raw. They're expecting him to sign at Raw. So we'll find out. Man, WrestleMania is seven days away. I don't feel it at all. Ugh. Anyways, let's move on to the two segments here on Hailmaker Wrestling Podcast. The first one is called 99 Problems in Pro Wrestling. It's going to be like a fast segment. I talk about something really quick for about two minutes, and then we move on. And then the second is called the Ryan Davis's Highlight Reel. Yes, it's like the Chris Jericho Highlight Reel, except there is no interview. There's just me talking about the highlights of this week in mostly WWE. Mostly WWE. But it can also expand to mostly it's going to be WWE. And then after that, we're going to finish this episode off with the questions that I asked you guys to ask on my Ask.fm account. It's Ask.fm forward slash Hailmaker Podcast. We're going to do that to end the show. It's going to be all good. It's going to be all right. We're going to put Rusev over. Yeah, I really hope Rusev goes over at WrestleMania. But let's begin. First one, 99 problems in pro wrestling. Well, the one this week applies to the WWE. I think that's a theme of this episode, WWE. This one, number one, three hours of Raw is just too long, people. It's too long. It's like WrestleMania is four hours long. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Raw is Raw. And WrestleMania is only one hour longer than Raw. Raw is three hours every single week. It kills me. It, it kills me. I don't... I don't even watch... I don't watch full episodes anymore. I, I split it into parts and I watch it. Three hours is too long. That's... Oh my goodness. That's... It's like... It's like longer than a normal, like an average movie time. Is longer than that. Imagine watching that. A long... It's like longer than Batman. Okay? Remember, uh... What's that, Batman? 
the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises. I I haven't like really like timed that one, but I know the Dark Knight. That one is a long movie. It's like two hours long or that whatever. We have that movie. Just add another hour to that, okay? And you're watching a movie like that every single week on TV. And not only that, not only the time, but it's a crappy, crappy movie that you're watching every single week. Three hours is just too long. Very, very long. I don't... I don't understand... Like, I love pro wrestling. Maybe it's because I like pro wrestling instead of sports entertainment. I think that's it. But I don't really know what the exact pinpoint of it all is. I just know that it's too much. I can't handle it. They need to stop soon. Because I, don't, I think, I actually think that three hours might be good. If WWE didn't have 100 other shows to produce a week, you know, in one week, they have like, what do what they have? They have like, Raw, Main Event, Superstars, SmackDown, um, WWE Experience, they have WWE, um, they have, I think, This Week in WWE. And then they have, like, multiple others, like, not an everyday WWE fan watches, because they have them, like, in other countries or whatever, but they're constantly producing other shows within one week. New episodes of a new show is coming out. I think that's a big factor. If their only focus was Monday Night Raw every week, and it's three hours... I think it could be a lot better. I just think that they have a hundred different things, you know. Maybe they're not entirely focused on Raw every single week. I'd, I think it would actually be worth it. And it would be good if they didn't have another, like, other shows. Um, I don't know, just bottom line. Three hours is too damn long. I've never... I've never really... Um... I've never really expected to say a pro wrestling show is too long. I've never expected to say that, but I have. But next, let's go on to Ryan Davis's... Yes, mine. Ryan Davis's... Highlight Reel. Alright, so last Monday on WWE Monday Night Raw, at the end of it, we saw Sting come out. We saw Sting and... He helped Randy Orton fight off the authority. Randy Orton was about to get attacked. Lights go out. Crow noises come on. And then Sting is right in the ring. And Sting just unloads too. He starts attacking the authority. He does a Stinger splash on a J&J security. 
It's a, uh, stinger, singer, singer, um, no, a scorpion death drop. And then, we see the little graphic on the lower half of the screen. And it says that we will have an exclusive interview after WWE Monday Night Raw with Rain Jordan and Sting. And you can only watch it on the WWE Network. So Raw ends, everybody's on the WWE Network. I don't have it anymore, so I'm just sitting there waiting. And you know what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for somebody to put it on YouTube or something. I'm waiting. I'm just looking at my Twitter timeline. It's just people are talking about it. And then they said Sting talks. He talks. The man talks. And first off, this is, this is their first mistake. Why would they have Sting talk? And it's not on Raw. You're building up to WrestleMania. You're two weeks away. You're going to have Sting talk after the show? Really? And not on the show? They, they couldn't fit Sting talking on the show. The second mistake. Why was his promo so, so short? It was literally like a minute and that's it. They couldn't fit that on Raw? They have multiple millions of people watching Raw at the end of it that Sting could have talked and had people like, you know, excited for next week to see a Triple H and Sting something's going to happen between them before WrestleMania. But no, you put it on the network, it's a minute long, there's really no point why you put it on, on the network at all because it's not a long promo at all. I don't get it. But Sting, he talks, he says some. he says like, he's been waiting 14 years to be in this ring, but to me, to me, honestly, to me, it feels like the promo, like, if he first, like, came out at Survivor Series, and then attacked Triple H, and then he got the mic and he started talking, that is the kind of promo that Sting cut. It's like he just arrived at WWE. That's a promo. But he's been here for like since like November, dude. He's been here for like five months. And then he first talks. And it's only for a minute. And he talks like he just got here. It's a little weird, but Sting talked. He helped Randy Orton. It was a pretty awesome moment. So that for me is the highlight of the entire week for WWE, that is. For WWE. Um, there was also something in Lucha Underground. I'm sorry, this, this is off the, off the fly right now of the recording. There was this um, Great Consequences match. I believe it was on this uh, this week's Lucha Underground. Maybe if not, it was like last week's or whatever. But it was like this casket match in Lucha Underground. I forgot it was Mil Mortez versus Phoenix. Okay, now this, this match totally redefines what a casket match is. Before this, um, I was saying on my previous podcast, the Shoot, the Shoot Wrestling Podcast, around January when SmackDown, you know, came to Thursdays, and then we had that Daniel Bryan versus Kane match, I said, like, how is a casket match supposed to be entertaining? Here, in this match between Mill and, um, Phoenix. This now I look.
look at a casket match and I think how can this not be entertaining it was brutal like you just need to watch it like Phoenix Phoenix's mask like he I'm confused as to why his mask is so torn apart I totally saw his face I don't know if the plan is a him is him f to like you know come out without the mask now or something like that his mask is completely split in half I saw his face he was bloody they were going all around the arena it it was just really crazy it was entertaining it was like a 20 minute match just they were moving the casket all around hitting each other with it it was bent because Phoenix got thrown into it it was just amazing it was great like holy crap just thinking back on it I'm gonna watch it again after I'm done recording this podcast because it was just that great it was a great match. You need to go watch that. Also, if you want to hear Sting talk for the first time in WWE, go check it out. It's on YouTube. WWE itself put it on YouTube. They put it on their own YouTube less than 12 hours after it happened. And it's supposed to be this network exclusive. It's supposed to be exclusive. Release it worldwide on YouTube in less than 12 hours and I'm still confused as to why they couldn't fit that on Raw but they have that go check out the Sting promo go check him out saving Randy Orton and go check out this Amir Mortez and Phoenix cast well not casting Grave Consequences match um, and I'm confused as to why I mean, not confused, but, like, I'm interested in seeing where Mil Murthys goes after this. Like, are we not going to see him again or something? I don't know. Because Lucha Underground kind of seems like the place where people come in, and they impress a lot of people, they make an impact, and then they fade away. That's kind of something, because they run it like a regular TV show. So, like, you know, they have series regulars, and then they have, like, you know, the not-so-regulars, but they're there often. That's, to me, that's what Mill comes off of. You know, he started in the, in the beginning, and then he starts fading away here. And then we get a new person, which is Phoenix. He starts doing something, and then he fades away. It's really interesting. That show is just great. It's, it's a totally different wrestling show. But go check that out. Go check, you know, I, I already say, go check out the Grave Consequences match. Sting's promo. Sting saving Randy Orton. Go check out check that out that's my highlights of the week and now let's go and let's move on to our questions we have questions over on ask.fm forward slash hailmaker podcast you could always go to hailmaker.weebly.com there's a page up top it says submit a question you click that it immediately takes you to the page and yeah we have about eight questions here, and let's just start off. Number one, are you excited for WrestleMania? I've said it multiple times in this episode, I've answered it. No, I'm not excited. I'm only excited for Rusev versus John Cena, and that's just a match, but the pay-per-view as a whole, not really but as soon as it starts, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel WrestleMania, but leading up to it, no. I'm not excited for WrestleMania. 
next question. Would WWE benefit from an off-season? Um, an off-season. Absolutely. Because if they had an off-season, what they could do when they're not airing is actually plan out what they want. They plan it out, and then when they come back on the air with the new season, they have a plan in place. And they start doing the plan and everything. And then they get people invested because the storyline, they've actually thought it through. They didn't just make it up on the way to the next city. So there's that, storylines and everything. And then just like, those guys are on the road, road a lot. So in off-season, it could, you know, it could really help people. But I think if they had an off-season... All the storylines at that time must end before the season, you know, it stops. And then they need to begin new ones on the on season. Because nobody is going to believe that, say, if Randy Orton is really upset at Seth Rollins for attacking him and everything. And they're about to do something, but the season ends. And then, like, three, four months go by. And then they come back on with a new season as Randy Orton is still upset with Seth Rollins like dude it's been four months you're not you shouldn't be upset anymore nobody's going to really buy that so they would need to start new storylines when they come back that's like the only negative a, a little bit about it they would need to start new things but just overall I think WWE could really benefit from an offseason Next, we have a double question. One, are you blocked by any wrestlers, and are you followed by any wrestlers? So, this is obviously meaning, I mean, directed on Twitter. First one, am I blocked by any wrestlers? No, I am not, to my knowledge. Um, I don't constantly go on, you know, to see if I'm blocked. I've never done that, but... The only... I don't really tweet wrestlers, like, a lot. I really don't. Not a lot. The only, like, accounts, like, coming up to my head right now is Cameron. Yes, Cameron from WWE. I usually talk a lot of shit to her. So, I might be blocked. I don't know. Last time I checked, I actually tried to get blocked once. It didn't work. She didn't block me. Um... But that could be a possibility. WWE, I just randomly tweet them. I'm just like, hey, at WWE. And then they, I talk shit or whatever. Just like, you fucking suck right now. Or like, your your product sucks. I don't know. I usually try to pick a bone with them. But I'm not blocked by them. So, being blocked by any wrestlers, I don't really know. There could be like this random like indie guy that I'm blocked by. Because he didn't like what I said. It could happen, but to my knowledge, I do not know. I don't really know. But am I followed by any wrestlers? Yes, by one. Um, the former Luke Gallows, the former Festus, the former Doc Gallows from Impact Wrestling. Um, I'm followed by him, the guy in New Japan right now, you know, the big LG. He is in the Bullet Club. He's tag team partners with the Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. Has been for like a month or now. A month or so now, like a month and a half, something like that. He's following me. That's pretty cool. 
Um, but I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think follows are really a big deal, but I think that's pretty cool, a little bit cool, you know. No biggie, no biggie. Next up, hi, with a period, hi. When did you get into wrestling, and what was your experience watching your first show? Also, who were some of your first wrestlers you liked? Well, I didn't start getting, you know, a lot of people, especially on the internet. They got into wrestling like, you know, you know, some of them the Attitude Era, or like most of them like the Ruthless Aggression Era. You're like, oh man, I love SmackDown and everything. It was awesome. We had Chris Benoit, we had Edge, Chavo, we had um, Eddie, all of that. I'm sitting here, I started watching wrestling in 2009, so yeah, like, 2009, like, we, when we were dead set in the PG era, um, yeah, I started watching in 2009, and my very first show, actually, was WrestleMania 25, um, to, to some people, when I say WrestleMania 25, they'll be like, oh my god, that was a good pay-per-view to come come in on that's like a first show and others like I told are like oh my god that's a terrible show to me I love it especially even now even now with WWE knowing WWE watching all of this other independent wrestling and everything I still like WrestleMania 25 I still think it was a good show um, my experience watching it well I didn't I didn't order it on pay-per-view or anything because you know I didn't watch wrestling I went over to a friend's house, and then at a random time during the day, he said, yeah, come over. Um, you know, Ryan Davis just walking happily along down the street, comes in, comes into my friend's house, and boom, it's on the television, WrestleMania 25, Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy. Not the match yet. We saw the uh, promo package. It was just starting when I came in. And then, you know, you know that promo package, it was... Jeff Hardy, you know, he got hit with the fireworks, and then Jeff Hardy, he was, like, rammed off the road, his house got on fire, his dog died, and all of that shit, and then Royal Rumble happened, Jeff Hardy was about to beat Edge, Matt Hardy comes in, they were about to do a concerto, and then Matt Hardy hits Jeff in the head, costing the title and everything, and this whole thing, and then I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, holy shit, why would somebody do that to their brother? So I was invested right from the start. Uh, I knew something was up right at the start. I'm like, this isn't, like, really, really real, but it's still interesting. Um, so yeah, I saw Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy. And then I remember, Jeff Hardy won the match, and he actually got heat from me. I was angry. I was angry at Matt Hardy. Because that he won. I'm like, you're, you're just the bad guy you come out on top. Because during the match, my friend was just, you know, telling me, oh, WrestleMania, it's their biggest show of the year. It's, a, it's this enormous event. And it's great. He's all telling me how spectacular WrestleMania is while I'm watching this match. I'm like, Jeff Hardy, you know, he's had all this stuff happen to him. And then Matt Hardy wins. He got heat from me, man. I was... I was very, very upset about that. Um, and then, like, next thing I remember watching was Shawn Michaels. You know, I think it, maybe, it might have got switched. I don't really know the order of it. 
Oh, wait, no, no. I remember. It was The Undertaker versus John Cena. That's the next one I, I remember watching. Um, that, that match got me... Well, Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy got me interested in wrestling and everything. I'm like, yeah, it's, wrestling's pretty cool. I like it. But Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, that match, after I was done watching that match, I was dead on. I'm like, I'm a wrestling fan. That's it. So, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in what possibly is the greatest wrestling match of all time. And, like, or people could really say, a lot of people say the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Either way, it was a great match, and that just made me, made me become a fan. What a match to make me a fan, right? That's, it was a great match. And then next up, um, I remember watching John Cena versus Edge versus Big Show, right, right? Um, I remembered I liked John Cena. At first, I really liked John Cena. I thought he was cool and everything. Saw the promo package. I'm like, John Cena, he's going to come in here and he's going to win the title. And then he did. I was happy. I was, I was actually a fan of John Cena then. I really liked him. And then the main event, I think, was right after. It was Triple H versus Randy Orton. Saw the promo for that. You know, Randy Orton kicking Mr. McMahon in the head and almost doing it to Stephanie, RKOing Stephanie. Um, and then him and Shane and all that, we saw Triple H in Randy Orton's house, threw him through the window, so I'm pumped for this, I'm like, this is personal, like, pro wrestling, people are just personal with one another, we saw Triple H and Randy Orton, and Triple H came on top, the good guy came out on top, left the crowd happy, and yeah, that was my first experience watching a wrestling show, it was, I really liked it, especially Undertaker vs. Shawn Michaels, that was... That was a great match. And then, what a great follow-up question. Maybe from the same person. I don't know. These people put it as anonymous, so I don't know. But next was, what is the greatest wrestling match you've ever seen? So, based off of what I've seen. All the wrestling I've seen. I gotta tell you, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 that match to me I don't think it could be topped the story was there just the in-ring competition was right there the physicality was there it was it was just great it I think that match defines what Wrestlemania is and what um, pro wrestling is just in general in general that's what I think it is it was the match is just so great people Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Just incredible match. Next up, I have a question from Black Widow. She asks, Why is it called what it is? So I'm assuming what the podcast name is. The Hailmaker Podcast. Well, the Shoot Wrestling Podcast is generic as fuck, and I've hated it for a long time. The Hailmaker, well, I don't, I'm assuming you don't watch other wrestling, okay? I'm assuming that you don't, so there's this wrestler in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm going to botch his first name, but I think it's pronounced Kazuchiku 
Kazuki. I don't know. It's, it's something Okada. Okada. He's amazing. He's great. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Okada, he's just amazing. Anyways, his nickname and everything, what they call him there, as well as his finisher, is the Rainmaker. Okay? He makes he makes the money rain from down the sky. Down from the sky. He's a he's a rainmaker. To me, I don't know, I just I just saw that name. And I'm like, the Hailmaker just came out. I, I would tell you what made me thought of it, but I can't because I don't remember what made me thought of it. But the Hailmaker, I'm like, why don't, why is it Okada the Rainmaker? And then I call myself the Hailmaker. So I thought that was pretty clever. And then I was thinking about starting a new podcast. So there we go. All the, um, what do they call it? All the stones are set in place or whatever. All the bri- I don't know what to say. Something, something is in place, and then thus we have the Hailmaker Podcast. The Hailmaker Wrestling Podcast. That's where it comes from. That's why it's called what it is. Next up, can you rank these four raw theme songs from one to four? One being the best, and four being the worst. Across the nation, to be loved, burn it to the ground. And tonight's the night. Okay. Number four, the worst. It's got to be burn it to the ground. I don't think it really captured the essence and the energy of what Raw should have been. I don't think it has. I'm not, I'm not like a lot of people who just hate on Nickelback for no reason. I actually enjoy Nickelback. I like them. But... Just this song, I don't have anything against the song. The song's pretty cool, but it just didn't fit raw at all. So number four, the worst. Number three, tonight's the night. Um, the one, the current one we have now, just um, it doesn't really bother me as much. Um, I guess it, it just, I'm content with it. I'm just okay with what it is right now. So that's number three. Number two is to be loved because I don't think you can really top across the nation just it could be the greatest theme song for a wrestling show like ever so across the nation is one to be loved I think those two just like capture like um what raw should have been in that era you had across the nation like you know kinda like ruthless aggression you have that and then you have To Be Loved, which is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Ruthless Aggression slowly going into the PG era, but it kind of fit both of those at the exact same time at Across the Nation. So, yeah, that's my rank. Four, Tonight's the Night. Three, no, no, four is Burn It to the Ground. Three, Tonight's the Night. Two, To Be Loved. And one across the nation. There you go. I rank those theme songs. You're welcome. Um, and then we have the final question. Why do you have a podcast? Steve Austin, Jim Ross, Taz, Chris Jericho, Jim Cornette, and more have podcasts about wrestling. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have one when actual wrestlers do. I'll be honest, who, whoever your name is, your question kind of, 
it kind of got to me, okay, um, but the real question is, why shouldn't I have a podcast? I'm a wrestling fan. I watch wrestling just like every other wrestling fan. I have opinions on wrestling. Everybody's a critic. I bet you, asking the question, you criticize WWE. I bet you're one of the ones on Twitter who's constantly complaining about WWE on Twitter. The difference between the fans who do podcasts and people like you is that we are not afraid to pick up a mic and actually talk about how we feel about wrestling. We're not afraid to um, let people hear our voice and do this podcast and do this show. While you, on the other hand, you could be one of those ones on Twitter hiding behind the text while I'm over here talking. Maybe you're just jealous that you can't do a podcast. Maybe you're not a good talker. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what your deal is. But the question is, why shouldn't I have one? Why should I'm just a guy talking about wrestling. Isn't that just what a podcast is? People talking about something? I'm talking about wrestling. I'm talking about how I feel about it. Yes, wrestlers are... They have their own podcast, but they're wrestlers. They bring a totally different perspective. Because they, they've been in the business. Why wouldn't you want people from in the business and people outside of it giving both perspectives? I don't... I don't understand where you're coming from. Why can't I have something? I don't... I don't know. I don't get your drift here. Why do you have such a hatred to me? on having a podcast and other wrestling fans having a podcast I think it's great just shouldn't you just be happy that people are trying to get the word out about wrestling to other people shouldn't you just be happy about that I don't know but yeah maybe you're one of those people hiding behind text I don't know but with all of that I think that wraps it up with this episode the first episode, the debut episode of the Hailmaker Wrestling Podcast. I thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at HailmakerRyan. Go to Hailmaker.Weebly.com to go check out um, the latest episodes. And go submit a question. Go follow the podcast on Twitter at HailmakerPod. And go like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Hailmaker Podcast. And yeah, guys, go on our YouTube. And just go check us out on everything. iTunes, all of this stuff. Go check us out. Go le- leave a review, a comment, a like. Uh, whatever, go tweet us. Something like that. Just let us know. Leave some feedback on how I did on this episode. Let me know if you're going to continue watching. If you hate my guts... If you hate my guts and you will never listen to this podcast ever again, I want to hear both. Let me know at HailmakerPod or HailmakerRyan on Twitter. Or you can email me, HailmakerPodcast dot, I mean, HailmakerPodcast at gmail.com. And with all of that, I am the Hailmaker. I am the chosen one. I am the man with the plan. I am the all-American, American, 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 American. I am Ryan Davis, and I thank you 
for listening. It's a new